0: Welcome to another Tyson Fury Fight Week. This time he's taking on Tom Schwartz in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. And this week we're going to be building up towards that fight with loads of exclusive content. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast via our website fightdisciples.com or you can do it directly via iTunes. Just hit the subscribe button and you will not miss out this week because we are going to be bringing you interview after interview after interview. And we start... With a little bit of a chin wag, with Bob Aram. This, this, this is is Fight Disciples. How are you? You well?
1: I'm really good. Yeah, I'm uh, getting ready for a featherweight championship match in Reno, uh, Nevada, like stones throw from my home in Las Vegas. Everybody in Nevada is primed and ready. Uh, for the fireworks next weekend.
0: Well, regarding the fireworks next weekend, we've obviously we're keeping across everything that Tyson's been up to and his camp and what have you. Uh I've never seen him in such good spirits. He's always he's always in good spirits, but he just seems after the the Deontay Wilder fight, which the majority of the world believes that he won, he just seems to have gone up a level in confidence. Are you feeling that yourself?
1: Well yeah, and also, you know, he fought over Here, as you said against wilder and really people weren't familiar with him because he wasn't being promoted here. and now on june 15th leading up to this fight the promotion for him has been massive Mm. and he is the kind of young man that loves this kind of attention i think that is what's contributing uh to uh the way he expresses himself and the way he feels
0: how were the American public taking to him? Because I know he's doing the talk shows over there.
1: They can't believe it. I mean, he did a, a, a television show for uh, a major guy, Rich Eisen, who's the voice of the uh, National Football League, which is our major sport. So he has a tremendous audience. And in addition to talking about boxing, uh, Tyson went through the whole... Uh, uh, Things that were happening to him when he had that depression, yeah. talking about mental health. And people, you know, are absolutely stunned by how he was articulating the situation. I mean, it was incredible. They're still talking about it. Uh, the one thing I didn't know, which uh, apparently we're finding out, is how many millions Amer- uh, uh, American gypsies, there are
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're all out. They're all coming to play. Yeah, Imagine. right, yeah. <laughs> Regarding um, Las Vegas, because Tyson has always said he's never going to go to Las Vegas unless he's fighting in Las Vegas. How proud are you uh, that you've been able to deliver that part of one of his dreams?
1: Look, okay, proud is the word, look. I'm, I'm having such a good time with him and his camp. They're really terrific people. You know, they asked us for some... Uh, sparring partners. So we have this kid, uh, Sonny Canto, good amateur uh, from Philadelphia, big kid, you know, and just turned pro at two fights. So we had Sonny go in, he's fighting on the card uh, on June 15th to spar with with Fury. And he ends up with a room in their house. <laughs> Moved them in. He says, he, he, he says he's never had such good food in his life. <laughs>
0: Living like a king with a gypsy king. I like, like it.
1: Living like
0: a king, with a gypsy king. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, Listen, heavyweight boxing is is a, a really exciting point at this moment in time. I know we'll get onto it, what happened last weekend at Madison Square Garden in a moment or two, but for you to be... In that mix, Bob, you've been there, done that, got the T-shirt with the very, very best that has ever walked the planet in this heavyweight division. You must be extremely excited at the prospect of, one, making the wilder rematch for Tyson. If Anthony Joshua can regain those belts, getting him in that mix as well with Tyson, the, 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 the possibilities are endless over the next 12 to 18 months.
1: Absolutely, and there are big, big, good heavyweights popping up all over the world. Uh, in Las Vegas at this time, uh, we have this who uh, mm. the Bulgarian. Yep. Uh, who is was a terrific heavyweight. And let me tell you something: the guy that uh, that uh, Tyson is fighting on Saturday, June fifteenth, uh, is an undefeated German who is rated and was rated in every organization. Appreciably higher than Andy Ruiz. What does that tell you? Mm. He's undefe- undefeated. He's a big guy. He's not coming to lose because obviously the stakes are so tremendous. You beat a Tyson Fury, you're a multi-million dollar fighter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, uh, so I mean, yeah, you're right. Heavyweight boxing is booming. They're kids from uh, uh, from Africa, the Nigerians are. You know, and uh, uh, every—there's this Ukrainian, uh, Usyk, who was uh, the undisputed cruiserweight champion, Mm -hmm. now is moving up uh, to heavyweight. I mean, the the heavyweight uh, scene is booming. It's like when I first started uh, almost 55 years ago with Muhammad Ali, when people generally, when they talk boxing, it was all heavyweight boxing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well that was like the the golden period obviously the 70s Bob but in in terms of take take that part, you know age that spotlight in time from the heavyweight division away the heavyweight division right now how comparable is it to say the 80s or the 90s
1: It's different it's not comparable you have to understand what happened uh heavyweight boxing uh in Ali's time was essentially American heavyweights. Yeah, there was a, a Cooper on the scene from England at Mildenberger, uh, but they were, you know, small numbers compared to the tremendous number of American heavyweights. And then what happened is, because of television, the Our American Football became the sport in the United States to be followed by the incredible job that David Stern uh, did uh, for the NBA, yeah. professional basketball. So now you get all the guys who we would have had in the pipeline, great, great heavyweights with skill sets uh, that might have even exceeded uh, Ali and Foreman, Fraser, uh, guys like LeBron James. Uh, you know, and there are mm. dozens of, of guys like that yeah. who would have gone into the heavyweight ranks but they they haven't because and they go to college, high school college and hope to become professional stars in, the, in those sports because in all these times those sports weren't paying anything yeah now why are we still getting great heavyweights from outside the united states and the answer is simple because they take uk you guys don't play american football right, right? Mm-hmm. You, 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 play, you play your football, which is what we call soccer. And a big guy like Anthony Joshua, uh, growing up in the U.K., you know, he's too big to play soccer. Yep. You guys don't play basketball. Basketball means nothing in the U.K., right? Yep. So a, a big English guy who wants to go into professional sports chooses boxing. It's an easy choice for him.
2: Of mm. course. So so how important then is it Bob that right now we've got Wilder Fury we, we did have Joshua, you know, we've, we've got these guys who are doing the chat shows, who are earning the multi-millions of dollars. How important is that maybe to the 14- and 15-year-old African-American kids now that maybe are big enough to play NFL, but are kind of thinking, you know what? There is another avenue as well. It's not just about the NFL or the NBA anymore. Actually, I, I kind of want to take the responsibility myself. Maybe I'll go into a loan sport. Do you think we will see a surge of boxing talent come back into American boxing? Because at amateur level... American boxing is nowhere near what it was 10, 20 years ago.
1: You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. And that's a really good thought that you had. It really hadn't occurred to me. Because now, when they talk about these purses for the heavyweights, uh, $25, $30 million, almost like nothing. Yep. Uh, well, now, the kid growing up, big kid, you know, very athletic, has to think now, hey, I can make more, or I have the opportunity to make more uh, going into boxing. And and it's certainly not going to hurt. I mean, how much it's going to help, I don't know. But it's certainly not going to hurt.
0: Bob, what did you make of uh, everything that happened at Madison Square Garden uh, last weekend? What are your own thoughts?
1: Well, I'm telling you, I mean, I've seen a lot of Anthony Joshua's fights. Right uh, on television, and uh, I saw one in person in Cardiff when he fought Joseph Park mm-hmm. And I got to tell you something. That wasn't Anthony Joshua in the ring last Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was not him. It was not him. The guy in the ring doesn't fight that way. Something was wrong. What the hell it was, I don't know. Uh, maybe the British press no, would know better than I did. Uh, there's a lot of questions that has to be asked. What was wrong with Joshua? And, you know, and also you have to wonder, what was the father talking about yep. when he was yelling at Eddie earn after the fight? What the hell is this all about? I mean, look, Andy Ruiz fought exclusively from my company. Except for the one fight before uh, Joshua and the Josh the Joshua fight, he's he's a uh, has very fast hands. Uh, he uh, is courageous, but I tell you, we had him in with stumble bumps. You know, you do when you start uh, start him off. He couldn't knock them out. Yep, he's
2: not he's not known as a puncher, is I, he?
1: Not known as a puncher, quite the contrary. He's known as a Mm non-puncher. So what the hell was all that about with Joshua? I mean, mean, I've seen Ruiz hit guys much harder than he hit Joshua. And Joshua couldn't take the punches. So something was wrong with Joshua. I don't know what it was. I mean, and maybe, you know, it's possible, it's a psychology thing, you know, Mm. the guy had done so well, made so much, he had gotten all the adulation, uh, and he didn't feel that he had to work for it.
0: I don't know. Do you worry that he's going into the rematch a little bit too quickly then, with that?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think absolutely so, but he has no choice. Because if uh, he decides to forego the rematch. Uh, the promoters of uh, Ruiz now, Al Heyman, uh will put Ruiz in with somebody else who will probably beat Ruiz. Yep. And and Eddie Hearn and Joshua won't smell the title again for years and years. So unfortunately, they're in a position where they have to take the shot.
0: And um, onto your yep. uh, show, well, we just we've actually just spoken to Tiafimo Lopez, who we're both massive fans of, yes. huge fans of Absolutely. Tiafimo. Yeah, um, yep. um He's just been talking to us about his plans, obviously over his next three fights. Before he thinks that his body might force him to move up in weight, but we've got an eliminator, then hopefully a shot at a world title, and then hopefully a shot at becoming undisputed against uh, Lomachenko. From your mind as well, a promoter, Bob, does that path seem quite realistic for you?
1: Everything and everything, is really in our control and we have contracts for everything, except the one thing that can derail uh, this is if Luke Campbell beats Lomachenko. If mm-hmm. he beats Lomachenko... I have no understanding with Campbell or anything that he's going to fight anybody, you know, yep. he's the free agent to do what he wants with his three titles at that point. Mm-hmm. But if Lomo beats Campbell and everything happens, it's all signed by everybody yep. to, to, to lead to a, uh, 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 uh the, the Fimo fighting for the title and, uh, then, if Loma is the champion with three belts to fight Love.
2: Wow. So that would probably be spring, summer next year, Bob?
1: Yeah, right. Maybe the first <sighs> quarter. We'll see. First quarter, but uh, latest uh, April.
0: Regarding next weekend, Bob, um, obviously Tyson Fury taking on Tom Swartz. We, as big Tyson Fury fans, hope that he comes through that, and he looks absolutely dazzling. What's next for him? In, in your mind, because we're hearing that Deontay Wilder's already said that he's fighting Luis Ortiz. He's put Tyson's name down for the start of next year. So what does Tyson do between now and the end of the year?
1: Well, well, probably, first he has to beat Schwartz and we'll see how he comes out of that fight. I personally believe as do all the people at top rank, my matchmakers have been around, that Tyson Fury is easily the best heavyweight in the world. Uh, and, We have to look around for uh, a fighter who uh, can give him a battle, who the public will say uh, has a chance. Mm -hmm. Although, again, I don't think any heavyweight really has a chance with Fury. Uh, And then uh, if uh, Wilder comes through and uh, Fury comes through and then we're all set, uh, we have an understanding as far as American networks sharing uh, the telecast, all that stuff. uh, uh, You know, we're ready to go for a a fight probably in the first quarter of next year.
2: Would would you rather have gone straight back in with Wilder with him, Bob?
1: No, because my problem was that the first fight, did, and I wasn't involved, Mm -hmm. did 300,000 buys. Part of that was that the people in the United States, they knew Wilder somewhat because he had been exposed on American television. But, you know, they, it, he really wasn't the, uh, one of the major fighters in the United States, even though he was the WBC heavyweight champion. And they hadn't really heard of Fury. You know, yeah, the boxing fans are,
2: Yeah,
1: But boxing fans are a much smaller percentage of sports fans and much smaller percentage of the public in the United States than is true in England, where boxing fans are a bigger proportion of the sports public and the general public. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Of course. So we needed, we needed the time uh, and the effort And the megaphone of ESPN, CNN, to build Tyson Fury so that he's introduced to the American public. So they know, you know, hopefully they'll follow him and they'll find out what a great fighter is. But they'll know what a character he is.
2: Mm. I mean, he
1: has taken this country by storm. I mean, nobody's seen anything like it since Ali. I mean, George was, you know involved the public, and he was charismatic, George Foreman. Uh, but nobody talked uh, like Ali until this guy. And in in many ways, uh, Ali would talk in cliches, very clever and very smart, and I don't want to, you know, he made a big impact. But uh, uh, Tyson Fury talks in real ideas. And he expresses himself extraordinarily well, and I think the the public is amazed. Just his discussion of the mental health issues that he went through yep. is an absolute. Uh, it will be, it, it'll be played and replayed for for decades. I mean, because it was the first time that people had really listened and heard and had a spokesperson talk about how mental health affected them. Yeah. How they did the depress, and the way he explained it and what he was going through and how he articulated it, people haven't heard before from anybody.
2: Yeah. Never mind a heavyweight boxing champion.
1: Never wait a heavyweight boxing mm-hmm. champion. Exactly correct. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via
0: iTunes. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Fightdisciples.com is the website if you need an Android feed. Or if you're on Apple, go to Fight Disciples on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button and you will not miss out on any of the exclusive content we are bringing you this week from Las Vegas.